Welcome to the Coaching Ignited podcast. I'm your host, Alex Povey. It's great to have you here. This show is all about peeling back the curtain on what's going to help you build the fitness business you truly want. And each week, we bring on a new guest to share their stories, insights, and strategies so you too can take action and apply what you learn. The podcast is released every Wednesday on all the major platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. So make sure you go give that a subscribe, guys. Now, if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so you can connect with me there. Now let's get into this week's episode. Enjoy the show. So this is a conversation that I had with Billy Paulson, the founder of Diacaddy Fitness, who's based out in San Francisco. This conversation was pretty much as we were going into lockdown here in the UK. And we kind of unpacked the situation over in the US with COVID. And then we kind of dive into some of the measures that Billy's been taking with his gym, which is rated the Bay Area's top gym for 14 years so incredibly high standard of gym facility and service that him and his guys offer over in the US so he's got a wealth of experience in the fitness industry really knows his stuff really nice dude as well and um, yeah we get into that we look at kind of how they adapted kind of three weeks ahead of us in the UK and a very interesting conversation so I'm sure you're going to get some insights and value from this so Billy thank you so much for joining us today it's great to connect with you man yeah you too Alex yeah I'm uh, looking forward to talking about this it's uh, the last week has been uh, definitely a roller coaster of learning um, for all of us so anything I can do to help folks with preparing for this and dealing with it. If you're in for folks that are in kind of in the heart of this, yeah, anything I can do, just let me know. Mm. And we were just talking um, just before we hit record about what's currently going on in San Francisco and in America, because you're probably around three weeks ahead of us in the UK and we're probably on the verge of going into lockdown in the next couple of days, depending on what the UK government decide. But I feel like it's going that way. And uh, you being sort of three weeks ahead, I'd love to kind of hear what's going on on your end, um, what happened with kind of the, the fitness market and the gyms and, and, and what's been going on in the last couple of weeks. What can we, I suppose, expect uh, once we go into lockdown? What, what are you seeing? Definitely. Uh, so we went into lockdown exactly a week ago today. Uh, exactly a week ago, last Monday at midnight in San Francisco and some of the surrounding counties. Um, before that lockdown, however, what we started noticing is that people were, and trainers actually, so uh, I own a facility that has independent trainers. There are a hundred independent trainers working out of Diakati. And we noticed that trainers, as well as our clients were making the decision to self quarantine or to put themselves in lockdown, even before mandatory. So before lockdown, we started to slowly see a trickle off of folks who were, again, in my opinion, they were doing a good thing. They were doing their civic duty to try and uh, limit the spread of this. Um, but we saw huge numbers start to drop out the days before the mandatory lockdown. So 
that was definitely the first wave. You'll, you'll just start to see a lot of uh, numbers reduction in terms of folks actually coming into the facility and working out with their trainer. Um, so since lockdown, uh, definitely uh, the first few days, it's a little bit of a shocking roller coaster. You are uh, dealing with a lot of uh, putting out fires and a lot of a mental and emotional roller coaster of uh, literally immediate reduction of income. Like uh, income just is completely eliminated within the drop of a hat. Um, our trainers, uh, the ones who are doing well, have gotten creative. They have stepped away from uh, what they were typically used to providing, and they've gone back to square one of thinking, okay, at this point in time, what do my clients need? What are the services and what are the uh, goals and what are the issues that they are, are faced with right now? And then what are the services and products I can help provide to them to deal with that? So uh, the majority of our folks have gone into a virtual atmosphere with as many of their clients as possible. Um, the one thing I'll say is that there are a lot of our folks, especially in the Bay Area, that have maintained their jobs and they still have their normal income and they're in lockdown. Uh, however, there are a lot of us who are on unemployment and have uh, are not getting an income. So as trainers go virtually, uh, many of them are keeping their same rates and training those clients that are, again, still with an income and still with a paycheck. But for their clients that uh, cannot afford it, that they're actually faced in a very challenging time of just paying their rent. Um, at the same time, a lot of our trainers have gone to their heart and they're doing free classes every day. I'm sure you guys have seen this everywhere on social media, but they're offering free workouts and free group programs on Zoom or uh, doing Facebook or Instagram TV. So uh, there's been this uh, pivot on the business side. And then there's been this heartfelt charitable outreach on uh, across all borders. So that, that has been really wonderful to see. Mm. We're, yeah, we're seeing the same shifts right now in the marketplace. Obviously, everyone is taking to social media, as it were, to just provide value and just be great coaches and leaders. And every single coach is, is heading to the platform and pumping out free content, pumping out recipes, pumping out uh, home workouts. And almost there's now an oversaturation, right, of too many people sharing too many of the same things. The feeds are moving quickly and it's becoming really noisy. So I love all the value that everyone is providing, but equally, um, it's also cluttering the social networks with a lot of the same stuff, which is going to make it even harder to offer paid services and really just stay afloat in this difficult situation. And I know you mentioned some of your trainers are out of business. Some have pivoted, some are doing online stuff. Is the government stepping in to offer any measures to uh, support those that are self-employed or um, have their own businesses? Are those, are those discussions on the table right now? Uh, most definitely. And I would say that is one very important piece of advice I would give to all of us. Uh, again, whether you're a fitness business owner or whether you're just in the industry is to stay educated and consistently, because it's changing every day, uh, consistently watching to see what um, uh, the government is doing to help with any situations. The, the main thing that I'm seeing, especially as an employer, like if you're owning a facility, in the United States and uh, you have had to close your facility, employees are getting two weeks of paid sick leave 
uh, based on the hours uh, that they were currently working per week and as well as their salary. And that's going to be refunded by the government. So that's one of the biggest pieces that I'm seeing in terms of helping out with employees. Um, on the fitness owner side, in terms of helping with rent and helping with payroll in addition to that, at this point, uh, the majority of the programs that I'm seeing are based on doing low interest uh, um, loans to business owners in order to help make ends meet, which is obviously a very challenging uh, answer because we're all going into debt as it is. And then to add another loan on top of that, maybe not necessarily the best thing. So all of us are watching, actively watching. Uh, to see if there will actually be specifically for the fitness industry, more of a boost. I will say there is a petition going around by URSA, uh, International Health Rocket Sport Association, um, to petition the government to specifically offer assistance um, in four key areas to the fitness industry and fitness professionals. So if you guys have not seen that, if you have not signed that, have get yourself to sign that your clients um, just, it's a, an outreach again to, um, the government to try and help for sure. Mm, yeah. We've just got a petition that's been started in the last couple of days. I think it's got about 300,000 or more signatures right now. I've been actively sharing it and it's basically a petition, um, to really call on the government to support those who are self-employed the trainers, yep. right? The ones on the gym floor or working out of studios, anyone that is a self-employed trainer. So that petition is is circulating. It's in the Coach Ignite Facebook group. I've shared it on all my platforms. So guys, if you're listening, you're in the UK, make sure you find that inside the group. Go and, go and sign it because that could save your ass if the government step in and start providing income to support you in the situation because we don't really know how long this thing is going to last. I know we were speculating and we don't, we don't know either. We're no experts in the virus, in government policy. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to act like I know anything more than, more than you do. We can only speculate as business owners, but in terms of like what you're seeing, you talked about kind of the bell curve. You've been in lockdown for three odd weeks. You've had to close your one week, one week, uh, sorry for, for one week, one week, two more to go. But then you were looking. You were looking at like um, how this thing was going to play out, and and you pitched some kind of idea about April and then May and then June. What would be your kind of guesstimate based on what research you've done and what you're seeing in the market for for gyms being closed and potentially reopening in in San Fran and maybe looking from the UK to the US and looking at what's happening there? What what could we expect maybe as a speculation? Definitely. And again, just as you just said, I will immediately say a disclaimer. This is all based on reading, uh, again, mostly the New York Times and their research. So uh, I definitely recommend everyone do your own research in this before I head into this <laughs> information. Um, the most helpful article that I've seen in terms of that speculation was a piece in the New York Times from two days ago. Uh, it showed, it's specifically in the United States, it showed state by state a bell curve of the rise of uh, cases actually uh, located in each state and when the top of that bell curve would be reached based on different scenarios of how quickly states were going into full lockdown versus partial versus none. Um, even in the best case scenarios for the majority of those bell curves, the rise in the number of cases per state typically led into May and June for pretty much all states across the board. 
So again, based completely on that article and the research that their experts have done, I just don't see uh, gyms, at least in our area, opening again until May in a, in a best case scenario. Uh, again, I, uh, I, I'm only speaking on the research that I've done, but that, that is what we're planning for is at least a May, if not a June reopening. And I, I think I recommend for all of us, um, pl- like hope for the best, but plan for the worst. At this point in time, you must be planning that this is going to go for an extended amount of time for sure. Mm. And I'd like to dive into that in a second, Billy, and really just kind of strategize for a second, look at some different angles, maybe that trainers, fitness business owners could be working in this kind of uncertain period, this new climate that we're facing. But you've been in in the industry for a long time, right? Um, yes. Many, many 21 years. Twenty-one years. <laughs> Twenty-one years. Take us back to um, maybe a time where you've seen anything like this before. Have you seen anything like this before? Uh, the yeah, the closest would be uh, the two thousand eight recession, obviously. Um, but a completely different ball game. Like during that period, we saw a slowdown in the number of new clients coming in. We did not see, obviously there was no closure of the facility. Um, and yeah, we're dealing with a completely different ball game for sure. But that's the closest I've ever seen in uh, 21 years of being in the industry for sure. How, I'm interested and in, in for anyone listening, obviously normally we do these shows and we unpack people's backgrounds and really just set the stage for the podcast. But given the n- nature of the situation, we've dived straight into just tackling this crisis that we're all facing because <laughs> it's super topical. But um, how did you how did you get into the industry uh, hmm. 21 years ago? Where, where did this begin? And uh, yeah, yeah, where did your journey start? You know, it was a very different industry for sure back in the dark ages of 21 years ago. Uh, I actually started an independent tra- pra- training practice in San Francisco uh, back in 1998. actually 22 years ago now. Um, and uh, did an independent practice for about six years in a small uh, facility here in San Francisco that was just for independent trainers. Uh, and then in 2003, started writing the business plan for Diacati. And Diacati, we envisioned a a very unique business model. We wanted to take all of the amenities and all of the educational assistance and marketing assistance that trainers receive at a big corporate training facility like an Equinox or a Lifetime Fitness. We wanted to take those and then combine those into an independent trainer's facility that would still have all those same amenities and benefits. So we built this business model of Diacati uh, kind of as an anomaly, like something that had not really been done yet. And uh, so in 2004, we opened that. Uh, so we have a 14,000 square foot facility here in San Francisco. We have 100 independent trainers that are operating their practices out of our facility, uh, as well as physical therapy, body work, uh, nutritional um, RDs. So um, Diacati has actually um, become this hub for fitness entrepreneurs. It has become a facility that, again, is uh, a a collection spot for folks that are looking to build their best businesses. And uh, we knew in the beginning, we knew we'd be providing fitness education assistance throughout uh, because we really wanted to help folks with becoming the best that they could possibly be. But what we didn't realize we'd also need to provide business education as well for these entrepreneurs that were new into being business owners. So uh, throughout those last, the last 16 years, we've built what we call the business movement. 
And that's our fitness business education kind of branch of our education. Uh, and we, so we offer our trainers in-house as well as trainers around the world, assistance with building and growing their businesses and marketing and building websites and uh, branding and whatever they need to work on to be better business owners. Uh, we offer assistance in that as well. So um, yeah, what was built 16 years ago, it's become a completely different beast. And and it feels very odd for that beast to be uh, at least shut down in a facility sense right now. Um, but uh, as you've talked about, we are doing our best to uh, expand and be creative. And uh, again, we've kicked off what we're calling Dia Cutting Anywhere, it's just a virtual program for folks to get the same type of training that they would be getting at Dia Cutting, but in their homes. So uh, it's time for all of us to be creative and pivot as much as possible. That would be the best thing I think any of us can be doing. Mm. I'd like to dive into that Diacotti anywhere because for any okay. fitness business owner, any gym owner, any PT might be able to take inspiration in terms of what you're doing on a, on a big scale because you're a big operator, you're a big gym. You said you've got over 100 plus trainers working under your roof. You've got a big operation in place. So I'd like to see if people can take something from what you're doing that they may be able to implement in their businesses today, tomorrow, next week, depending on how the horizon looks uh, over the next couple of months. But what sort of like mobilization, if you like, have you taken to then shift and evolve the dynamics of what you do? Yep, for sure. Um, the first thing I'll mention is the Diakati Anywhere program. So the Diakati Anywhere has been our effort to help folks out, help our clients out, as well as any of their family or friends that are in a position that they are not able to continue affording training during these closures and the mandatory closures. Uh, so Diakati Anywhere is a daily share of, um, again, it could be a work out. It could be an outdoor workout, a meditation, a breath series, a, a postural stretch course. It's a share by one of our trainers and it's a free share on our social media every day. Uh, one a day to try and reach out to folks that mostly are folks that are already our followers. The folk, We're not trying to really fish business with that. We're trying to just help out however we can. So that's our, that's our way of, again, trying to pay it forward uh, during this crazy time. Uh, the second thing we've done is we, as I mentioned, we really try and help our trainers with marketing of their services. So uh, that's typically matching new clients with in-person training. So what we've done is again, pivot that offering. So we're now matching uh, at-home clients with virtual training um, and doing that in not necessarily an uh, online generic programs, but doing it with live FaceTime or Zoom workouts where the trainer is still able to assess the client and directly uh, or custom build programs specifically for them and their needs. So uh, yeah, we've pivoted what was typically our in-person programs into something that's totally virtual now. Uh, you mentioned that um, that pairing up of the trainer and, and the member. Is that what I heard, right? Um, yes. How is that going? Is there a good take up for people on the paid services side? Or uh, is that kind of like something that's not really taken off? What, what are you seeing? Yeah, and we literally just turned that on two days ago. So for us, we're still learning, is this something that folks need? We have heard from our trainers that they were still getting outreach through their own websites and their own marketing for folks that were looking for live virtual one-on-one -on -one training and wanting to pay for those services. So 
I have admittedly, we, we were slow to do it because I didn't think there would be a big interest in the shock of this roller coaster taking off. Um, and it was through hearing from trainers that they had had some interest that we're like, you know what, it, it can't hurt. So again, I think it's one of those things at this point in time, like looking at your market, looking at your customers and your, your product offering, trying to make smart decisions of what is the best bang for your buck use of your time in pivoting or, or again, building and developing new products and services, make smart decisions on that. Because a lot of people I think are, again, as you mentioned, just doing anything and everything to try and just stay busy and, and like throwing a lot of spaghetti towards the wall. Um, I think the more that you can, again, be very calculated in those decisions um, and doing some research of is it actually, is there a need for it? I think that's the smartest direction for folks trying to uh, develop their business at this point in time. Mm. I'd like to kind of get your thoughts on how you think people will behave over the next couple of weeks, because what I'm seeing here in the UK is um, the gyms have just closed and is kind of like a change of dynamic initially people were just training their clients outside boot camps parks etc now that's becoming a little bit socially unacceptable given the the nature of the virus and it's spreading and i've advised everyone on my side to just scale back on doing any of that stuff now for the safety of our society um and then the the next option of obviously is going virtual going online coaching clients online a lot of my clients, a lot of the personal trainers that I work with have managed to transfer a lot of their audience online where other trainers are seeing like a big drop off of clients going, huh, I, I don't want to go online right now. Mm-hmm. Now, part of me thinks that that might be due to people just want to see how things go over the next couple of weeks and they kind of want to adjust to the new level of normal, which could become normal for the next couple of months. And people maybe have not accepted that we're going to be stuck at home, not have access to gyms, not be able to go and train in parks, et cetera, if they get shut down. So people are almost in this like adjustment phase. And so they almost don't feel super inclined to go straight online. Maybe some people are, Mm -hmm. some people are not. How do you see this playing out? So for those people that were working with coaches over here, they leave the coaches, they opt out of an online offer and they go and work. Or they go and sit at home, eat foods, watch Netflix, and they're in isolation <laughs> and, and they're losing their activity because they haven't got that accountability in coaching. What do you see happening with this group of people and their behaviors? Do you think all of a sudden, after maybe seven to 14 days, of getting restless, isolated and lonely, they'll come back yeah. to the trainers over here? What, what would you say would happen? What would, what would you speculate on there? I I'm in the same boat as you. I do believe that even for us, there there is this period where your brain is trying to deal with so many changes and you get to a point that you're literally having to limit. Like I can't change my training too. I just need to shut down and kind of regroup. So I do think there's, there's an adjustment period um, for a lot of folks Just as you said, I think, especially socially, I think folks that are in their homes and stuck alone in their homes or just with their family, there is going to come a time that they're going to need some interaction. They're going to want to talk to someone else and have a connection with someone else going on, uh, going happening in their lives daily. So um, 
I would say be very patient with those clients. I don't pester them. Don't email them every day. Uh, let them breathe. It is a time that we all have our timing that we're going to have to go through this. Um, and maybe once a week, maybe reach out to them, maybe share something with them. I highly recommend during this time, a lot of trainers I'm seeing are going to emails and social media where they're just typing tons of stuff. I do think there, this is a smart time to actually go back to doing some live communication of phone calls or even posting a video where you're talking to them or you're sharing information with them. I do think there's going to become, there's going to come a time that folks are craving real interaction like that, as opposed to just reading updates and reading uh, again, uh, texts or workouts. So um, be patient with folks, reach out to them consistently. They're they're in hope there will come a time that they will reach back out to you. Um, and again, just continue to be, uh, uh, try to understand where they're coming from and try to think what do they really need right now and try and again, adjust your services to help them with that. Yeah. It's just interesting to see how this thing is going to play out because if people are not yet accepting that we're going to be in lockdown for long periods of time. And when I say long, I mean more than two weeks could be three weeks to three months I imagine once people have adjusted to a new level of normal, like a new way of living, and they've kind of got accustomed to it, and they're working from home, a lot of people, they're not um, having their incomes severed. Like there's a lot of people still in the market who are super active. They have online businesses. They're working from home. It's just their environment's changed, and they don't have access to a gym. I feel like they'll be more open to the idea of working online with a coach. Once they've just had time to settle in and adjust to their surroundings of okay, I'm at home now, this is where I train, this is where I live, this is where I work, this is where I sleep. Do yep. I put my health on hold or do I continue working on my goals? And Agreed. the only option I have is I don't go to the gym anymore, so now I have to go online and find a trainer that's going to help me through this process. And maybe the dynamics of the the coach and the, the client relationship change where it's become more about um, mindfulness and coaching people through um, loneliness and things like that, where you become more of an advanced coach from a mindset perspective versus, Hey, just counting reps or changing people's form on the gym floor. I just feel like yep. a, a, a big shift in dynamics are going to happen between the, the personal trainers who are then going to become more coaching style mm -hmm. trainers and then how susceptible people are to be taking on these people to help them through these tough times. Yep. It's very interesting to me how things are going to play out. Um, if we put all the kind of pain and frustration to the side, because I know a lot of people are struggling and hurting right now, but it's also very interesting to see how the dynamics of the fitness industry are going to change amidst what's going on. And I think it'll be a wake-up call for a lot of people that maybe you have to have these contingency plans built into your business, kind of like yep. a sinking fund for a business, right? If things go wrong, you have this protection fund. If gyms close, you have this backup income vehicle over here, which is like a hybrid model or an online training model. So also a lot of good things would come out of this. What else are you seeing or what other things are you speculating on the horizon that may happen um, that people should be aware of, looking out for, and maybe an opportunity to prosper or su survive more comfortably in this situation going forward? Yes. Let me, I want to speak to one thing you mentioned really quickly, and then I'll definitely head into that. 
I would say as folks head into doing virtual training, I'd highly, highly recommend of treating it almost as a brand new client and a brand new um, direction of where you're taking them. But really taking those folks through a reassessment of exactly what their new needs are and their new goals and their new pain points. Because as you said, we really need to adjust our program to complete. It's, it's a completely different world dealing with someone for an hour over the phone, right? Uh, versus being hands-on and being right there with them. So this is your opportunity to communicate with them. Don't just assume you're going to roll right into the same thing they've been doing. Ask them some deeper questions. Like, what are your fears right now? What are the things that you're dealing with that are stressing you out that are uh, giving you pain that are are you sitting at your desk more at home like what are the things that that are going on with them now then you can then program around that so I just want to I think it's a perfect time to communicate 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 and uh, it's that outreach and circling in with clients that I think will help rope them into understanding yes I, I do need this you do provide a service that will be so advantageous for me right now Mm. Um, so then to, to get back to your other question in terms of looking down the road, I, I, just like as it, as it was during the recession, we will all come out of this, uh, leaner and smarter. And, uh, for those that survive it, there will definitely be a survival rate. I'm sure. Um, but we will be leaner and smarter and we will be that much more prepared down the road. I'm so curious to see, as I'm sure you know this, so many trainers, the golden chalice in their mind was to take their business online. I have every, almost every client that I've worked with as a trainer, like, yeah, I want to have an online business. All right, <laughs> you guys, here's your chance. Like you mm, have been forced game time. into take it's that game step. Time. And I'm so curious to see for those millions of trainers, did they enjoy it as much as they hoped they would? Uh, granted, it's obviously a very different situation now, but it, it has been their throw into the deep end. <laughs> so I'm curious to see how many folks stay with that. Just as we were talking earlier, I'm assuming there will definitely be a rebound of folks really wanting to be live again, really wanting to be in the presence of other people and uh, get out of their homes and, and again, kind of get back to a, a social situation. Um, I will say that too, for the folks that are doing virtual, think of it not just as a one-on-one -on -one workout. Maybe the folks that don't want to do the one-on-one -on -one workouts and pay for them right now, maybe they'd want to do one group workout a week where all your clients come together on Zoom and you're all doing one. Or maybe you're just doing a happy hour with your clients. Uh, like anything at all to adjust to, again, giving them some social outlets and connecting them with them in ways. Uh, and again, I'm curious to see how those virtual groups go moving forward as well. Um, uh, the virtual training and the virtual groups are really taking off in positive ways with a lot of our trainers. So I'm curious to see how much of that hangs around or if they just pivot back into mostly live. Mm. I think it's a, a very interesting time for kind of like testing out ideas so if you've got ideas as a trainer right now and like you've not had a chance to to test them out, this would be a good time to just sit down, plan things. Like you said, test the styles of training, test different coaching angles that you weren't maybe able to execute on before due to the constraints of the, the training that you already had in place with your current clients. This is going to open up kind of like new pockets for you to explore in a sense with your clients. Like you said, maybe it's not 
just uh, one-on-one coaching, maybe it's group coaching, or maybe you're spending time just chatting over their eating habits and um, creating diaries for food, or maybe you're creating challenges where you're putting clients against clients to try and keep them accountable, mm-hmm. motivated, and you're meeting on a on a Zoom call, and then you're checking everyone's results, and you're just creating this community outside of the community that was lost. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. had these gyms as communities, right? For sure. For you, it's your life and blood. It's like, that's where you hang out. It's where you do business. It's where your friends are your colleagues, your peers, everyone's under one roof. Now that shifted to like these online worlds. And I feel like the people that are going to thrive the most are going to be building out these really rich and vibrant communities of people that are coming together and working together on the same things, the same goals, trying to lose weight together or increase muscle mass due to the constraints that everyone is facing from working from home and people are getting bands <laughs> out and people are getting like excited about this new way of training that they they didn't have before. And people want to be in communities right now because now we're yep. just like gelling together as a society. Everyone's in For it sure. together. You hear you hear the 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 quotes and and uh, the captions and the things that are being put out there. We're in this together, guys. We're a society. We can get through this together. That's what coaching can be as well. It can be a community that you bond people with and that's really going to help people in these situations where they're susceptible to stress, susceptible to depression or any thoughts that are really not healthy and are damaged them both psychologically and physiologically. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting landscape that develops. And I think a, a lot of good things will come out of this. If you are open to finding them and exploring them and, and seeing them just like lovely parts of the world that you've never been to, to before, this online world could be that space that, uh, really opens your eyes and you go, wow, this world is amazing. And there's so much I can do here. And there's so much impact I can create. Most definitely. And I would say, just as you're talking about being creative and really taking a look at all the opportunities that are out there, one of the best pieces of advice I recommend, and I recommend this before we ran into, uh, this big change in our world is that as a business owner, as a fitness business professional, set aside time. And at this point in time, I would set aside a little bit of time every day, if you can, to focus on a quiet, creative space that you can think outside the box, outside of the box that we've, you've been living in and you've been running your business in, put it on your calendar. And ideally, the, uh, Robin Sharma talks about the 90-90 idea. He talks about the idea of for the next 90 days, spend the first 90 minutes of your day focusing on building your next creative process or your next business development. Uh, I mean, I've always said that that's really challenging to do for 90-90. It's not so challenging now. Uh, Most of us have all the time in the world. So set aside creative space, put it on your calendar. And as a business owner, work on dreaming up those ideas and building those into what will, again, it will be your pivot. It will be your way of surviving this and, and thriving beyond it. Um, but I, I do think, especially during this time that most of us, it feels like a perpetual Saturday here right now. A lot of us are not really working in this, uh, obviously not the same schedule, but not even a schedule at all. So uh, anything you can do to put a little bit of, uh, again, scheduling or structure around what you're doing, especially around how your business will survive this. I think it's going to be a key uh, element of folks who, again, are going to come up on top of this. 
Mm. I'd like to look at even a longer term horizon as well. Um, I know a lot of people won't be thinking of this right now, but I'm intrigued as to where you think um, things will will go once we come out the back end of this, because hopefully this doesn't last forever. Uh, we suppress the the virus or we we create vaccines and we're able mm-hmm. to overcome it as um, as a species, which we've done with other viruses. So there's going to be a back end to this where we come out, the the gyms reopen, trainers are back to work. Um, what do you see on the other end? Have you envisaged what it might look like on, on the other side? Is it going to be any different? Have things changed? Are a lot of gyms now no longer there because they, there's been so much time elapsed that they were so close to closure anyway that they were just obliterated during this time? Like, What are you, what are you seeing beyond the, the trees, as it were? Can you see mm-hmm. that far right now, or are you speculating anything? In the I've distance? been thinking a lot about it for sure because I think it it will weigh a lot on um, how again how we come out of this in being smarter and leaner. I think one of the most important things, and I've even talked about this prior to COVID, is the idea of general fitness offerings in terms of group classes in terms of things that are not necessarily individualized for each individual client. So uh, whether it be, again, group classes, whether it be general programs that are just posted and shared online, I think, as you mentioned earlier, those are becoming flooded. There there are countless options for anyone to just pick a a workout and say, yeah, I'm going to do this outdoor workout today. Those uh, have just multiplied by a million, right? I think after this after we hopefully get through this, the need for folks, again, individualized programming, as well as if you can focus on the things that folks are not able to do right now, focus on the things that you can't recreate virtually, the things that it's impossible, whether it be, uh, it could even be facility and equipment. There obviously people don't have sleds in their living room, right? So are there things that like that specific level or, or is it the community? Is it the interaction? Is it the corrective exercise where you're literally manually having to cue people to get their muscles to fire correctly in the correct patterns? What are the ways that, or what are the, uh, I guess the services that cannot be reproduced during a virtual time? I think those will be uh, really things to focus on, as well as these services that have gone virtual that actually work better virtually. Uh, do folks actually enjoy a yoga class in their backyard uh, virtually on a Zoom call with 10 other students? And do they enjoy that more than actually going into a studio? Maybe so. Like, mm. I would say you need to be really aware of, yeah, what are the things that we're able to learn right now? And yeah, what will carry over in like, yeah, we like that even better versus we missed that so much and that has to come back because we have not had access to that. You said something interesting then about yoga and I was uh, with one of my friends yesterday and she used to go to this yoga, uh, not yoga, uh, meditation class, which is probably about 30 minutes from here, 40 minutes in traffic, <laughs> right? And she was explaining about after work, she had to drive down to this meditation class get to the meditation class. Everyone has like a little bit of a chit and a chat, chat, a little bit of small talk beforehand. Everyone sits down and then the meditation practice begins. 
And then after the meditation practice, everyone then has a little bit of a chat, cup of tea, da, 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 da. Then she's got to travel all the way back to her house. And she said this whole process of about 30 minutes of meditation took two hours. And yep. she thought to herself, that's very difficult to justify two hours of time to get 30 minutes of meditation practice. However, given the current situation, that meditation uh, practitioner, that's what you call them, is now streaming them on Zoom. And sure. they're getting straight to the point, straight to the meditation practice. There's no travel. There's none of that pre-stuff at the start, which is great and it's fine. But when you're a busy business person or you've got a very busy schedule, you sometimes can't afford two hours just to get 30 minutes of what you're actually looking for. So she's saying the Zoom version of these meditation classes with the, the person that you were connected with anyway, it's not just a random person. It is a coach, you know, but they're still delivering it through Zoom and she's having a better experience. Now, sure. a, lot of, a lot of people will be like, maybe if there's meditation gurus or practitioners listening to this, you'll be like, oh, you can't do meditation through technology and, and the internet because that ruins the experience. You're meant to be connected with the earth or whatever. But she's saying she had a good experience doing it that way sure. as opposed to the travel. So it's interesting you mentioned that about yoga. And again, we might figure out a lot of great ways of doing things doing things off the back of being forced to do things differently. For sure. Because we create solutions out of problems, generally speaking. That's how we operate as humans. Definitely. And I'm, those type of experiments, I'm so curious to see, yeah, where things go afterwards. I, your friend, I mean, it was a rush, relaxed rush, right? Like yeah. rush, drive their 30 minutes. Like, and um, the same idea of not being able to do meditation through technology, I mean, it's also not great to have to drive in traffic 30 minutes after your meditation either. So uh, yeah, there, I think that is one of the smartest ways of looking at this is what has actually been improved by this? What are the things that are happening? And I will say this too. So let's say, let's use meditation as the example. So uh, as a business owner, as a, as a meditative practitioner, as you said, I'm not sure the title for that, but uh, all of those individuals who were doing those live, right? They had their live practices and they were going well. Now uh, a lot of them have gone virtual. And so kind of the market for virtual meditation has exploded, right? So post this, if folks are wanting to stay in that environment, it is going to become that much more important for them to really differentiate their practice in a global market versus being able to be the only person who does this in LA or whatever, right? So uh, that will be a giant challenge to all of these things that are, that are better virtually. You also just quadrupled times 100 uh, multiplied your market of competitors. So um, uh, that will just be very interesting to see how that kind of shuffles out as well. Hmm. What do you, yeah, yeah, totally. What do you plan on doing now over the next couple of weeks? What have you got on the agenda? I'd be interested to know <laughs> with, with all this time that you've been given, that you've been gifted, let's say, what are you going to do for the next couple of weeks? A couple of months yeah. maybe if you're locked down for that long. Most definitely. I, I will be the first to admit, and I admit this because I, I, I hope it'll help other folks who are headed into this. 
the first four days of this, uh, it was a roller coaster challenge of just so many voices in your head of you're not doing enough. You need to be doing this. What about these people? And so I will highly recommend to folks as you head into this, be ready for a little bit of mental craziness. Um, sorry, that's a bad word. Mental uh, stress, I would say. Um, and then really try and breathe through it and gain some clarity around your smartest, again, bang for the buck use of your time and resources. Uh, I am a perfect person who, if I could focus on building a business 16 hours a day and then sleep and get back up and do it, I would do it. And that is probably, that's a danger zone for me right now. So uh, I'm trying to focus on scheduling and some things that are not focused on that. Uh, I sanded and staying to my back fence yesterday. <laughs> so I'm trying to, again, keep some life balance and do things that are not just work right now, but at the same time, uh, trying to be smart and putting aside some business development time. The one other piece that I am doing is consistently reaching out to one, our team of eight staff members that are, that were uh, with us at Diacati that are, we're, again, we're all in unemployment with a mandatory closure right now, consistently reaching out to them and connecting with them and making sure they're okay. Same thing, our 100 trainers, consistently reaching out to them, filming videos, posting videos, reaching out to them individually, making sure that their community is all good, communicating with them, not driving them crazy, but connecting with them whenever possible, both on a business and update um, uh, format, but also in a social format, right? Making sure that folks are actually doing okay. Um, so again, it's that balance of, again, life, continue to live life and walk the dogs and get outside and do my workouts and paint my fence, uh, focus on scheduling some business development stuff, and then staying connected with a community that uh, really relies on one another to, uh, again, stay mentally uh, strong and confident during these very, very challenging times. Mm. Yeah, well said. Well said, man. I want to thank you so much for coming on despite everything that's going on. I think it's nice, obviously, for us to connect. Um, Definitely. Given this situation, I hope everyone listening um, has taken something from this. Maybe if it's one little snippet that helps you in some way, uh, really just weather this current crisis and situation. And I hope, touch wood, that we all make it out um, as unscathed as possible. I know there's going to be a lot of people that suffer in this process, but hopefully our governments step in and do what they can to really help as much people as possible and we really uh, beat this this virus definitely. in this and current situation. Yeah, definitely. And I'll say, I'll speak for you if it's okay, Alex, like any of you listeners, if you, if you need help, reach out to Alex, reach out to myself, like let us help in any way we possibly can. Um, anything at all that we can do to all come together and work together and uh, be strong. We can, we can come up with solutions. Just gotta, don't be shy. Don't be scared to reach out. Like, let us know if we can help. Thank you so much for coming on and speaking, Jay, uh, Billy. I really appreciate it, buddy. And um, You're welcome, Alex. I hope you uh, don't end up being locked down for more than two weeks. Hopefully <laughs> you get out and uh, you keep your, your sanity because I, I imagine a lot of people are going to get a bit restless over the next couple of weeks. But uh, hopefully you, your family are safe, you're healthy, and uh, we get everything back to normal as soon as possible. For anyone that wants to check out you, obviously we've tagged you in this live, but for anyone listening back on the, co on the podcast when this goes live, where can they find more about uh, you, your, your gyms, your facilities, and what you do? 
most definitely. Uh, so the business movement, uh, the, the email address, or sorry, the website, thebusinessmovement.com. Uh, for, and again, any business assistance or anything at all we can do to help on the business side. Uh, and then, yeah, if you guys are just curious and checking out, Diakadi, D-I-A-K-A-D-I dot life is our facility here in San Francisco. Uh, if you guys are ever in the area, once this lockdown is over, definitely stop in and say hello. But uh, I really mean it. You guys reach out in any way that if you have anything you need, like feel free to reach out. I'm happy to hop on a call with anyone or anytime. I'm happy to help right now. It's crazy times for all of us. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy it, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a short review on one of the platforms. And if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so we can connect there. See you next week.